0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Improved Podcast, the official podcast of Classic Studios. I am your host, Chase Collins, and it's so lovely to have you with us here this Monday morning. For those of you who are new here, I use this podcast as sort of an accountability tool for myself in order to keep myself honest with all of my goals and projects that I'm working on week to week, and I get to come in here and share all the things that I've been working on, and hopefully those listening can use this podcast as an accountability accountability tool for themselves as well and keep themselves honest with any goals or projects that they're working on and these goals range um and projects range from you know creative writing writing screenplays producing films uh making music releasing albums all that good stuff and so i am so happy uh to have this little you know um, how did I say platform to just share what's, um, I've been working on. And this week I have a great episode for you all kind of discussing the steps I had to take in order to purchase my second home. So for those of you who didn't catch my episode last week, I was able to purchase a home in October, 2023, and I am now a landlord, um, living in my new house and renting out my old place. And this episode sort of talks about all of the, goodness, um, all of the nitty gritty details on how I was able to specifically like secure the down payment for the house. Um, next week, we have more episodes that go into moving and finding the correct tenants and all of that good stuff. But if that interests you, definitely listen to this episode and stick around for next week. All right. I will talk to you all later. Improved Podcast. all right ladies and gentlemen here we go today i'm gonna be talking about all of the stuff i had to do in order to secure the down payment for my first property now i went about this in a little bit of a unique way i'm not saying it's the correct way but i'm saying this is what i did and hopefully it's worked out um Of course, I'm recording this before I've actually closed on the house, but I wanted to record this episode while all the information was still relatively fresh in my mind, and so that I don't miss anything, and it's kind of just a fun thing to talk about, because I think it's pretty clever what I was able to do. So, let me first give you all a little bit of backstory. Um, I have been on the hunt for a new house for a good while now, um, about six months or so, I've been wanting to purchase a home. Of course, there's like a lot of homework involved in that. You can't just say, okay, let me buy this house. I was doing a ton of research regarding like locations, um, the type of property, uh, etc. Specifically, I was looking at houses that were either closer to the coast. That's sort of where my first um, initial like search began was looking for houses near the coast Um, but then that didn't really work out because everything near the coast is just a bit more expensive because you know waterfront properties and everything or even within like a couple blocks of the water you're still dealing with like outrageous properties for a single family home and I didn't really want to go about doing that and then the idea came up of buying maybe a duplex or something like that so that I can buy that property and turn it into or do a little bit of house hacking i guess is what it's called where you live in one half of the duplex and then rent out the other half so that was an idea for a while but that didn't work out because duplexes are just very expensive right now so i kind of reverted back to my original plan of buying a another townhouse so the house i currently live in is a townhouse and my plan has always been to buy a townhouse move into it um live in it for two years save up money and then buy a new townhouse and move into that one rent out the old townhouse live in the new one for two years save up enough money for a new one then buy another one and so on and so forth for like 10 years until i have like five rental properties that are all earning a bit of money so that's been my plan for forever but then of course I got distracted with all these different ideas of like oh well maybe I'll buy a single family by the coast maybe I'll buy another duplex maybe I'll buy a duplex maybe I'll buy you know this that and the other thing and sort of came to realize that like no the housing market is just too crazy in Florida too crazy all around the U.S. for me to kind of deviate from my plan so I decided to stick with just buying another townhouse so that's what I sort of settle on of course there's whether you're buying a single-family home or a duplex or a townhouse, that everything's expensive, especially in Florida. So I was trying to find a property that fit my standards and was also um, a good investment in the for the future because I want it to become a rental property in a couple of years or so. And so I wasn't really able to find anything like townhouses nowadays. Like my, if I wanted to buy the exact same townhouse that I live in right now, it'd be like. 100 hundred, two hundred thousand dollars more than what i paid for the house i currently live in so that's just you know unrealistic um so i reached out to or i've just did a bunch of research on like what to do and where these houses and you know i toured several properties even made offers on several properties as well and they just didn't work out because they were asking too much and i couldn't afford what they were asking plus there's you know hoa fees in florida that are kind of high of course there's locations without HOA fees but the all the properties that I were interested in had high HOA fees so that's uh, that immediately priced me out of the market on several properties that I really liked um, eventually I started talking to um, one of my co-workers at my actual job and he threw out the idea of a new construction home and that was intriguing to me I had never you know, thought about a new construction home just because I assumed they were way too expensive or like, why would I even do that? You know, I'm, this is just my second house. I don't need a new construction and I'm not going to be custom building a home or anything like that. So, but when he pitched it to me, he said like, no, yeah, it's actually a good idea because it's a new home. Um, so it might be a little bit more expensive, but typically you can get a lower interest rate when you work directly with the construction company or the builder, whoever's building the property. I was like, huh, I never knew that. I never knew the interest rate would be lower. So he pitched it as like, if the interest rate is lower and the house is more expensive, you can still make that work because Overall, your monthly payment will be lower because your interest rate is so much lower. So you can afford, you can get like more bang for your buck almost. Um, And so as soon as he told that to me and I learned about this, it sort of clicked in my head like, yeah, that's totally the way to do this. That makes sense. So I took his idea and I just ran with it. And I started looking up new constructions nearby. And I found a couple of places um, that are being built in my area. Um, And so I toured um, a couple of different properties And then I found one that's, you know, 15 minutes away from my current house and it is sick. It was great. Like I toured one of the model homes. Of course, it's a new construction. So my actual property that I'm going to buy is being built right now as I'm recording this. Um, Hopefully I am moved in by the time you're listening to this, but it was awesome. Like it was a, you know, it was slightly, it's bigger than this house, but it has a half bath that my house would have a full bath. So my current house is a townhouse, three bed, three bath, uh, about 1,400 square feet, maybe 1,450. And then this new property is a three bed, two and a half bath with about 1,600 square feet and a two car garage. So that's sort of where the allure came from was this two car garage. Um, So that's why I ended up going with it. Of course, it's a bigger house, but doesn't have that extra full bath. So that's like a little... Uh, concerning in terms of like rent future rentals but the way the layout works it's really nice it's almost like the um, house has its own you know private suite type of thing so um, or two master suites not exactly that but it's similar so it's, it's it was a good deal is I was happy with the layout of the property and it wasn't too dissuade by only having a three bed two bath as opposed to a three bed three bath um, so essentially I signed the contract or the agreement within a couple of days of saying I want the house. Um, and here's where the story like really begins, um, what I wanted to focus on today. So that's all the backstory. Here's where the story begins. Once I signed the agreement, I was ready to you know, put down my escrow payment. And typically if you, you know, go into escrow on a property, it's like three thousand dollars maybe high as five thousand dollars but usually it's like between two to five thousand dollars that you put in escrow and then you have 30 days closing and then you complete the rest of the closing costs and the rest of your down payment um i that was you know that's only been my experience and that's what i was expecting and then when i signed the agreement it says oh no you owe the full down payment within 48 hours of signing this agreement i was like whoa that's you know way more money than i was anticipating on like giving at that exact moment because and i'll get into this i'm doing a uh, a unique way of um financing my uh down payment and so as soon as i found that I, i knew i had to act quickly so i um this is what i had to do for financing my down payment i am using a 401k loan so I'm of course I had my own personal savings, which was that five thousand um, dollars, for what I anticipated putting towards the um, escrow deposit, and then I would um, execute my four hundred one k loan and use the rest of that money for the closing costs. However, they required the money within forty eight hours of signing that initial agreement, and so I had to act fast to get that four hundred one k loan. Um, money the cash from my 401k into my bank account so before i get into too many details i want to first discuss like a 401k loan and why i decided to go with that as opposed to like a home equity line of credit or a cash out refinance so for those of you who don't know a home equity line of credit is essentially not exactly but essentially taking out a second mortgage on your property um and so how it would work is you would apply Depending on how much equity you have in your house, you can take up up to like 80% of that um, or maybe 70% of that as a line of credit that you can then use to um, pay off, you know, uh, either other debts or you can pay off, um, you know, use a large lump sum for like a down payment or for uh, renovation on your house to, you know, improve The, you know, if you wanted to redo the bathrooms or the kitchen, you can use that money to increase the value of your property and then hopefully see a return on investment. I was not interested in doing a home equity line of credit because, you know, the housing market is just so crazy right now. It seems like more of a risk to take out um, a line of credit on your current home, um, especially if you're trying to max that out, like I was up to that 70, 80%, and then turn it into, um, and then if the housing market goes down, suddenly I'm upside down on my mortgage and even if I sell the house I still wouldn't be able to cover all the debt so I would still have to be paying off this home equity line of credit on a house I no longer own it's just like not what I'm interested in doing at this exact moment I still might do that in the future but it might be for like a third or fourth house type of a thing so in a couple of years maybe I might do that we'll see um Now a cash out refinance was my other option where I would essentially just be refinancing the mortgage and then taking a, um, taking that cash out. And then I would have to do a, um, it would, the max I could take out would be 80% because it would be a, um, you have to leave in 20% of the, um, equity in the home so that you won't have to pay PMI. It's more complicated than that but that's essentially what it is so i could do a cash out refinance and take out the money refinance the loan but that's just a silly thing to do right now because i purchased my house in the winter of 2021 where interest rates were in the twos literally two percent interest rate and so refinancing i would be taking out a bigger loan at a higher interest rate and restarting my (laughs) my payback period which would just end up costing me like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in interest over the, you know, life of the loan, which is just a bad financial decision. So did not want to do a cash out refinance or a refinance at all. So that's what I settled on the 401k loan. So for those of you who are aware, um, a 401k loan is essentially taking out a loan, um, against what you've invested into your 401k so if you um, work for you know a company they have and they have a 401k set up for you and you're making payments to that contributions which i've been doing since i first got into the workforce so since i was like 22 Um, and it over the course of the last how old am i 27 so five years i've been able to build that up to a sizable chunk especially with taking advantage of the employee match programs and everything like that I have like a sizable chunk of change in there that I can use. Um, of course, let me explain, like typically, right. They say, don't borrow money for yourself, especially if you're saving that money for retirement, but I'm not really counting on my 401k for retirement, right? I plan on being like super wealthy, whether it's through selling scripts or, um, doing this landlord investment thing or, you know, property management, whatever it ends up being. I plan on being a wealthy individual, so counting on my four hundred one k for my retirement is just not something I'm interested in. Not something I want to do. Of course, I'm still I'm not going to be irresponsible and not contribute to my four hundred one k. I'm still going to do that, but it's just not something I want to count on, especially because that money is subject to the stock markets. Um, you know behavior if the stock market goes up your money goes up if the stock market crashes your money crashes and so i would rather use that money that's that is mine and use it as and invest it into a physical property that i know that i own and i have the equity in prior to over you know investing that money in the stock market because i just um it makes me a little bit more uneasy i think the stock market is a little bit more flexible or variable than you know say investing in properties of course that's just my take on things i could be totally wrong there's plenty of people who make tons of money on the stock market they're probably way smarter than me but this is what i'm choosing to do so that is what i decided to do um that's the reason why i decided to take out this 401k loan and use it as a down payment for my um, second property and so that i can get uh, turn my first home into an investment property or an income generating rental Um, now uh, a quick deep dive into 401k loans right Um, typically uh, 401k loans they Um, uh, uh, it's a loan, right? So you'll have to pay that back um, and you'll have to pay that back at a variable interest rate. So typically variable interest rates are bad (laughs) because they fluctuate with the market. So it could go up, it could go down your month and your monthly payment is going to reflect that. So if you're, you know, let's say like you take out this loan and your monthly payment is like $200 a month. If the interest rate, because it's variable goes up the next month from like 6% up to 15%, your monthly payment is going to go up from $200 to $250 or $300. I'm just throwing out numbers right now. None of that's real math. That's just, you know, off the top of my head, like making up stuff. Um, but in principle, that's what you're going to have to be dealing with month to month. Now, I think mine is like 9% variable interest rate right now, right? But it can change. And so going up to 11%, it could go up as high as 11%. But, but I don't really care if this interest rate grows up and or goes down because how a 401k loan payback is set up, or at least how mine is set up, that interest is going back into my 401k account. So it's not going towards a bank it's not a fee for the bank to collect on the money that they insure or that they've lent you that money the money I pay in interest is going right back into my 401k account so whether I end up paying like an extra twenty thousand dollars or an extra fifteen thousand dollars in interest over the course of you know x amount of years that extra money is just going back to my account it's a loan it's a personal loan essentially so it's advantageous to me to leverage that money in this way so that it's really a wash right like i'm just leveraging this you know lump sum of money now and investing it into a property and then paying myself back with interest and then in x amount of years once the loan is paid off i'll have all of that money back into my 401k account plus the interest um and it'll be like nothing none of it ever happened so it's just like a great deal as in my mind, as opposed to taking out, like, you know, maxing out several credit cards, not being able to pay them back, and then using that money for a down payment, like, it's just, this is a way more, um, it to me, it feels like way more of a guarantee that this will be successful. And if it's not, then like, well, I just, you know, screwed myself over, there's nobody else at fault, and there's nobody else going to be coming knocking at my door for the money that I, um, you know, owe them or whatever. Now. I do want to dive into a little bit of the nuances of that 401k loan again. So there's layers to this, right? We're on like layer three about 401k loans. Um, but I um, wanted to keep that my monthly payment as low as possible. So I took out that 401k loan for 60 months, which is five years. So that's, you know, a long time, especially for a loan with interest. You're suddenly, you know, paying If you, you know, like, let's think of this like if it was a car payment, right? If I took out, if I bought a $30,000 car on a five-year loan at, like, I don't know what interest rates are for cars, but, like, let's say it's 8%, you're going to be paying back several hundred, not hundreds, but, you know, at least eight, $10,000 in interest um, over the course of that five-year loan, but if you were to do, like, a three-year loan, you would only be paying back, like, maybe $3,000 in interest. And so that's why it's advantageous to have a shorter loan period, but then your monthly payment is going to be higher because you're paying back the same amount of money over the shorter period of time. So your money, um, you know, the the monthly payment will go up. Now I don't care about the how much interest I pay over the next five years because all of that money I pay in interest is going right back into my four hundred one k account. So that like caveat of like, Oh, be careful. If you pay five years of interest, you're going to be paying $7,000. It's like, yeah, but I don't care about that interest because it's going back into my pocket. Now, if I was paying some schmuck, you know, some credit creditor or some bank, you know, 7,000, $10,000 in interest, I would be, I would be really upset about that. And I would be working hard to pay that, um, debt off much earlier you know that's why they say you should pay make an extra monthly payment every year towards your mortgage so that you pay it off your home property you know seven years earlier or whatever so it's like the same principle but for me it's in reverse because i don't care that that interest that i'm paying interest because all the interest money is going right back into my account and just so you are aware the reason why uh, companies set up that 401k loan um, in such a way with a variable interest rate, it's so that you can, whatever gains you will have had from the stock market with that money, otherwise being invested, the money you took out for the down payment or the money I took out for the down payment, whatever gains I would have had, that's the 9% interest rate is supposed to, um, account for that essentially. Now, of course, it's not a one-to-one because I don't think, i don't think um the stock market returns nine percent year over year but i could be wrong on that this is just my guess um i think at least mine hasn't whatever i don't know maybe i make bad investments but that's why i'm investing in properties anyways (laughs) um another quick note about why i did a five-year loan 60 months is because i am you know Right now, I'm. my goal was to buy a new house every two years, so buy a home, save up for two years, buy a new home, save up enough money for a down payment, buy a new home, and rinse and repeat every two years. Right now, it's been two and a half years since I purchased my last home, so if that track record continues, I'm at a two and a half year clip of saving up money, buying a home, saving up money, buying a home. And if you guys are you know, math wizards like me, two and a half years times two is five years. So in theory, I should be able to save up enough money for a down payment for two more houses while I'm paying back this five-year 401k loan. And then by the time the five-year, the repayback period is over, I can take out another 401k loan and do the whole thing again and just take out a bigger loan because I'll have more money in there. So then you know, in five years' time, I can take out another 401k loan with the additional money I've invested into my 401k and turn that into another down payment for another new property. Assuming I'm still working for the same company and all the rules have still apply and everything like that. So there you go. That is all the background information on a 401k loan and why I decided to do that bef- um, and not uh, like a home equity line of credit or a cash out refinance or anything like that now if we go back to the the way this conversation started i needed to get that money out of my 401k into my checking account so that i could wire it to my um lending company essentially or to the uh, closing company whatever the people are the people who are selling me this house the builders i guess or the contractors within 48 hours of signing that initial loan agreement so when i signed it i hadn't taken the money out of my 401k account and i needed to, there's a whole process in order to take out a 401k loan like for me it was actually pretty simple but it could have been way more complicated so let me explain with the company that my 401k is handled through um, which is whatever the company is i won't dox them or dox myself um, but they have two different options um, they have one a 401k loan for a general loan And then I have a 401k loan for a home property purchase. And the benefit of doing a 401k loan as a home property purchase, as opposed to just a general loan, is that the payback period starts 45 days or maybe even 50 days after you take out that initial loan so that you have more time to sort of um, make that purchase. However, in order to do a home property purchase 401k loan, you need to provide documentation signed by both parties to prove that you were using the money to buy a house so that you could qualify for this loan however i couldn't get the signed agreement by both parties until i give them the down payment in and and i put it in the escrow account do you see the problem it's like a chicken and the egg situation we're like oh i can't i can't do one without the other but i can't do either without both it's just like a whole mess so I opted to go with the 401k general loan, um, which is, you know, more generic. It gives you a little bit more flexibility with what you want to do with those funds. However, the payback period starts sooner. So within like two pay periods, I'm already um, starting to pay back that that 401k loan for that five years. So the time already starts. Like it starts immediately essentially, which is annoying, but it's not – you know, a deal breaker and it's not the, um, end of the world that that happened. It's just something I wasn't anticipating, but I had to do on the fly because I only had, you know, 48 hours to get this stuff figured out. Now here's the kicker. This is maybe the last thing to talk about, (laughs) um, when it comes to 401k loans, your 401k, right, is money invested in the stock market. So it fluctuates based on the market itself. So If I withdraw the maximum amount of money I was able to, which is what I wanted to do, and the market closed under what it opened at, then my, to use a colloquialism, my check would bounce essentially, right? Because I'm withdrawing 50% of the money in my 401k account when it opened high, and that 50, yeah, the, so the 50% was based on what the market opened at. And if the market closed down or in the red, I think that's what the stock market bros use, maybe black, I don't know, um, I would have been essentially like taking out 52% or 53%, which I'm not allowed to do. So that, I had to essentially wait and cross my fingers that the market opened high or opened where it opened and then closed high um, so that I could withdraw the maximum amount of money hopefully that makes sense I know that was kind of complicated and I used some weird analogies there but overall it did exactly that thank the lord it closed high I was able to withdraw 50% of the money which probably ended up being around like maybe 49.8% or something like that but yeah so if you're keeping track right I now owe 5% uh, I I now owe my entire down payment to the builder to the building company within 48 hours of signing the contract but the money from the 401k loan won't hit my account until 72 hours after I execute the 401k loan. Do you see that problem? 48 hours and 72 hours are not the same amount of hours. So I had to beg and plead for the company to take it on good faith that the money would be wired to them within 72 hours, not 48 hours. And they were uh, none too pleased, to say the least. Um, but they said, hey, we'll just charge you. Give us like 2.5K for this next 48 hours. Um, and then wire us the money and we'll be square. So that's essentially what I did. I had to give them like a $2,500 of good faith money which is essentially what I wanted to do for the escrow account and whatever. Um, and then I had to wire them the remaining bit of the down payment, which I ended up doing a 5% down payment on the loan. And that is how it worked. Um, so yeah, that's the story of how I secured the funding for my down payment for this property. Um, now i'm sort of in the middle of moving house um these last few months have been yeah a lot of signing documents reviewing my financing double checking my math trying to get my house rented all of that stuff um that comes with you know buying a home and renting out your old house i'm in the middle of it um but i will have more updates for you all later um likely next episode you'll get to dive into what i had to do to rent my property the next steps for me um yeah, because I haven't closed at the time of recording this. I still need to, yeah, get new homeowner's insurance. I need to switch to landlord's insurance. I need to get a bunch of stuff done, but you all will hear about that on the next episode of the Improved podcast. Thank you so much for letting me discuss all of this with you. This is very interesting for me. I hope you all, um, you know, found value in it and maybe it gives you some creative ideas of how to Um, you know, use your money in unique ways to be more advantageous to you because it's, you know, it's your retirement plan. It's your life. You can figure this stuff out in ways that maybe aren't as explicitly clear, but all of it's entirely possible. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will talk to you all later. And obviously none of this is financial advice. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just hoping that this will all work out. Don't do what I did because who knows? I could be dead broke in two years. Hopefully not, but we'll see. Find out next time. (laughs) All right. Peace out.